You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> so I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all the rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Brad, Sean, Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we have Mr. Louis Anderson on the program, talking about his upcoming book and his superstardom. Next on the best of. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Tom Bernard Show. Our very special guest, Louis Anderson, uh, his 85th book, I think it is. Have you written like 85 books? 90. No, 90? <laughs> no, this, is my, uh, this is my fourth book. That's very funny, though. Hey, what That's is good. the promo code again for the MyPillow? MyPillow promo code is KQRS. I just oh, left great. the same I one on that. here that they have in the radio. Or Tom. I just love it. You can, you, Tom, I love it. Promo code thing. Tom is good. Tom is yeah, my favorite. Really, my pillow. Who doesn't want a my pillow? See, I'll tell Mike Lindell uh-huh. you said that. Yeah, I like him. It's a oh, good God, when he, Yeah, when he comes on, I always go, yeah, do it. Get those pillows. <laughs> it's all true. They're nailing him in the Star Tribune, though, because he's he's a he's a, a devout Christian and a Trump supporter. So they don't they don't they're not too happy with him right now. <laughs> oh, so of I, course. I, they have to I find, find something wrong. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're successful. Let's tear you down. Yeah, it's pretty much common, true. It's a common thing because you know need a story. Yeah, need that's a story. Right. Louie Anderson with us. Hey, Mom, stories for my mother, but you can read them too, actor. And um, by the way, I'm going to read this the way it's written, so don't okay, take don't, this personally. So I don't okay? have to take it personal. Okay, good. No. <laughs> actor and iconic stand-up comedian, Louie Anderson. That's fitting. 
won an Emmy that Award in 2016. Old, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Iconic and old. Huh? You can't be iconic unless you're old, I don't think. I don't know, maybe. You know, it's real. Yeah, and legendary is another nice one. Do you know what's funny yeah. about that, Louie? Yeah. So, so last last November, I was put in the National uh, Radio Hall of Fame. In September, well, they're putting me in the, very in the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame. But in July, I'm receiving the iconic brand award. <laughs> what? Well, What's that? Oh, you didn't know about that? No, this is a new award. I have yeah, never KQR, heard of it. KQRS, uh, uh, and uh, Scott and I are getting the iconic brand award it's, uh, at uh, some convention. Oh, I think it's at the Conclave, actually. Oh, okay. So I guess that's it. That's a, a, I'm now iconic, and you're iconic, so both of us uh, are going to get rocking chairs, and that'll be that. That'll and be I'm also going to get a colonic. A colonic, <laughs> an iconic, and yeah. Is it a high colonic? I mean, remember when colonics, everybody, high colonic, is that the Indian version? Um, <laughs> high colonic. <laughs> um, isn't it, remember when the colonics were gigantic? Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everybody people still was doing do them, them to get, yeah, I think people get still are ready. I hope, sir. Yeah, exactly, to get in that dress. Yep, you're 100% yeah. right. There's no getting around it. Um, I know I do to get the in the is- dress. That's what I do. Thank you. Well, that's right, because you wear dresses all the time now on set, so why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, it's always right? funny to me. Yeah, the whole idea still makes me laugh. Are those specially tailored? Those clothes? Yeah. That I wear? You know, they're, they're made by a woman. Uh, it's called Miles Ahead. She makes real clothes for real women. Really? And, yeah, it's a one. she's a really wonderful person, and she makes all of Chris, almost 99% of all the clothes that Christine wears. That's fantastic. Uh, the book, his fourth book, Hey Mom, Stories for My Mother, but you can read them too. Louie and I often talk about this, and Louie Anderson was a very good friend of my mother, actually. Yay. So it's a toots. wonderful thing. Uh, toots, old Toots, it's been 10 years. Can you believe it? She died 10 years ago. And, you know, for Amazing. me, it's been 26 years, I think. Oh, my 27. God. No, 27 years, I think. I don't That's know. Unbelievable. It was it's unbelievable. It was it's, January. It's, actually, it was 28 years because... It was January fourth, nineteen ninety. There you go, a, January twenty fourth. But ten years, you know, it doesn't years. seem like it, it doesn't. The time is just, you know. I still, you know, you just those people are such a part of you that you know you just feel so connected to them. Yeah, I mean, when I think of you and me and Toots sitting at, at a table in the lunchroom in the building where she lived, <laughs> it seems like it was about six months ago. Well, I was just and telling my guy, parents. Go ahead. I was just telling them, um, we moved out of the Dayton house, what, 14 years ago now? 14 years ago, yeah. 14 years ago, and uh, despite that, um, if I'm dreaming that I'm home, I I dream that I'm in that house. I never have a dream that I'm in any other house. It's very weird. That's that's amazing. What's up, dog? How's Andy? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, dog? I came in just for you. Yeah, you did. Andy, Andy yours showed is, up. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you're up. Oh. I was just saying, I was that when I heard the voice of I go, who's that? And I go, oh, it's Andy. Andy, you sound like you're, you know, you're starting to like people. Uh-oh. Well, I just haven't gotten enough sleep. So I'm a little, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little off. <laughs> He's a little off his crabbiness. Mm. Oh, well, so, yeah, like... Uh, it's funny, Andy. That's significant that that's the house you dream of. That you don't dream of any other house. So that's 
That's kind of cool. I, I love that idea. And I, we were sitting in that with your mom, Tom. We were sitting in that that lunchroom, and the guys were uh-huh. hovering. Around, they were circling your mother like buzzards. And uh, <laughs> it was so. <laughs> it was so funny. I go, "What are they doing? They must know Tom." But no, it was his mother. And she, he, 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 one of the guys said something, and your mom said, "What'd she say, Tom?" Oh, he just wants to scramble my eggs. Oh my God, we died. You and I almost <laughs> fell off the stairs. It was so. We did. It's true. It was so so funny. It was wonderful. There's no doubt about it. So what what inspired Hey Mom? I know that you were very close to your mother. How how long ago did you start writing Hey Mom? Has it been has it been the April fifteenth? No, no, April uh, of uh, twenty fifteen. I came. I was doing some sort of baskets event, and I came home, and I was thinking, you know, this is all nice and well, and I'm really happy that I've been so appreciated for this part. But I really need to write my mom and say, hey, thank you. And I'm thinking of you, and I'm sorry I haven't written sooner or talked to you, you know, like I should. You know, you you meant so much to me, and I just wanted to tell you that um, I'm playing you now on TV, and people right. seem, seem to love you, you know? Yeah, they seem and, to, uh, believe me. Everybody I know loves it. Uh, everybody kn- yeah. I know loves Christine. Seems to be the breakout character. Yep. Well, it just, what does that mean, Andy, the breakout character? I well, it's like, you know how uh, The Simpsons originally was supposed to be about Homer, but people just loved Bart so much that for like three, four seasons, everything was Bart. Oh. I think Christine is basically like that for the show. It's She's uh, one of the more popular characters that they probably didn't expect. Well, I had you the know, most like, fun was... doing it. I can tell you that. I had the most fun doing it. it I would imagine like one of the best. Was a lot it's, of fun. it's still the most, it's so much fun to play uh, Zach Galifianakis's mom, you know, when I get to, like, sometimes right. I'll be in an a- airport and I'll go, Chip, Chip, <laughs> and, pe- and people will look, turn around, and I'll turn around, like, I don't know that what that is, and then it just makes me laugh, because I just, like, that just happened one day when it was real quiet on the set, and I just went, Chip, Chip, yeah. and it was so much fun to say. Some things are just fun to say. And in, indeed, and your mother's name was Arazella Anderson. Is that correct? Yeah, isn't that amazing? What is is that a Scandinavian name? You know, I think it might be a Scandinavian name, and uh, but I don't know the Zella what that's from. Yeah. And she was uh, her name was Proudy, I think it was her right. And Win, Windsor, or Wind, Wind, you know, if you go way back, uh, right, and. Um, and then uh, I know that her relatives on my so that side of the family can be traced back to the Mayflower. Really? Yeah, they're the white family have, on the Mayflower. It's called, which is accurate because we're so white. Are they Brit? Were they British? Your mother was your mother British? Yeah, definitely, definitely British. Oh, okay, okay. That makes total. Yeah, that does make sense. Then the Orazella would. Yeah, that that I could see that being British. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, that would make sense, right? Yeah, absolutely it does. What I like reading about, you know, hey, mom, stories from my mother, but you can read them too. Louis ruminates on his continued struggles with food, family, and forgiveness, as well as many things that have changed for the better. Do you think the food part of it, it and you and I have talked about this before, uh, on your side and my side of things, that it was one of the few happy times in family life is to sit down and eat. Yeah. 
right? And when you're poor, yeah, it really was. It's what it yep. was the it, it was the wealthy thing. I mean, it was hey, we have food yep. this week. Yes, it we was. have a roast. We have a roast with yeah. potatoes and carrots and onions. Hey, and guess what? We also have a chocolate cake because those Ooh. were the yeah. <laughs> that was a uh, you know that was important. Well, and I still have those Mal- memories of I re- have memories like Andy. I always wake up. And when I dream, I dream about a big pot roast in a blue, blue, <laughs> sure. a blue, a blue oval pan with all the vegetables around it, and the juice being poured out into a thing where my mom made gravy. I just that yeah. that was that smell uh, still permeates my my senses. There is no doubt about that. And then if you add on that, if you were, were you ever you were a smoker at one time, weren't you? Yeah, for about 20 years. Yeah, that's the other part of it, that hand-to-mouth thing that smoking does, because both my mother and my father smoked. So I started smoking when I was 11 years old. So you take that happiness that food brings you and, you know, the the comfort that food brings you, and you do the hand-to-mouth thing with the cigarettes. It's really, really tough to keep weight off, man. (laughs) It's it's a bitch. Well, It is. I mean, you you know, know, the significant thing about when you grow up in a family where people are addicted or have a problem with cigarettes, alcohol, yeah. food, you, you ha- you're going to choose probably one of those things. And food seems like the thing that is always available, harder to get, you know, cigarettes and alcohol and drugs, easier to get food. And food is made so accessible nowadays. I mean, the $5 box is at every restaurant. Yeah. You can get enough yep. food to feed feed your gullet, and also a big drink, <laughs> a big drink to go with it. And I definitely feel like it's a form of kind of like um, our. I mean, I think the epidemic in America is opiates, yes, but food is definitely yeah. a close second. I think. Oh, and I think in America, I think, definitely. I have never seen more morbidly obese people than I have in the last couple of years. Yeah, it's true. It's Sometimes true. the seatbelt extension is not available on a plane because there's so many fat people on it. <laughs> we don't have I'm any just more. Saying, I'm that, just, they have to, yeah, they have to yeah. call for more. They have to call for more or they can't take off. Nah, I've, had it, I've I, had it happen. I, I, I think it is. It's, it's wonderful that you're so open and honest about that because a lot of people don't want to be open and honest about anything, but it, it helps other people to understand maybe the things that they're going through, some struggles they go through, where you know dad wasn't that close, but your mother and and you adored one another, and uh, that certainly is how I grew up, and it was, you know very very poor families and. Uh, I don't know. It's it's it, they're great reads for me. You start your very first book was about your father, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a necessity to write that book. It just started with I was on the road yeah. and I started writing these letters to my dad because I was so mad at him for not loving right. me the way I needed to be loved. And then that turned yep. into a big book. Also made me aware my dad had a much worse life than me, so I was able to find some real forgiveness in it. And then sure. uh, you know, I I just think I. You know, I would have been, it would have been better for me not to share these books, uh, show business-wise, because people really don't want that stuff when they're in show business. Really? They don't really want, they don't really want you to paint that other side. They really don't. Mm, they want, especially comedians, they, they, especially comedians, they want it all to be happy and fun. I think especially in the 80s, that's what, really what I'm talking about there, but um, 
but I, I always that felt true. the need. I always felt the need to get it out, and I, and I always thought maybe it would help people. And I think it's wonderful. And I, you know, and I love, I love uh, if you know. I remember when Evil Knievel came up to me because he was a fan of mine. He came to my show, and then I saw him again after he came to my show, and I happened to give him uh, my book, Dear Dad. And when I when he came to the show, and when I saw him the next time, he said, "I read your book." And I, I re- reconcile, reconciled with my son, Robbie, and we're closer than ever because yeah. of your book. Yeah. And I, I said, wow, that, that's, yeah. And I said, that is worth it. It is. Louie, we appreciate your time again. Hey, mom, stories Thank for my you. mother, but you can read them too. I'm going to be a book signing at the Mall of America. I just want to throw that in to plug it. Mall of America, the, four, the 14th, April 14th. The Saturday, April 14th. That'll be one. Maybe we can have. Are you going to be in town the whole weekend? I'm just going to be in there one day, but I'm coming back at the beginning of May. So I'm hoping we can all get together then. We will do it then. Thank you, sir. All right. I love you guys. Andy, thanks for getting up. And Catherine, thank you for calling and keeping in touch with me all the time. I love you. Yeah, she does all uh, the time. Yes. I love you guys. Love you guys. Love you, too. Love everybody you're involved with, Pally. Thanks, Louie. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. Louie Anderson. The book is called Hey Mom, Stories for My Mother, but you can read them, too. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Let me tell you about my family. Hey, here we go now. It's time again. Let's take a look. That was Louie Anderson on The Best Of. Coming up next, Tevin Pittman is back. Talking about... The podcast episode they recorded at a swinger sex festival. Next on the best of. I thought he was going to play, and we'll be swinging. And we'll be swinging <laughs> like Devin Pittman. <laughs> yeah, that is so. Okay, yes. now you oh, and Gabe. It was, uh, yeah, it was and, what? Me and Gabe, we went to Swinger Sex Fest downtown at the Hyatt Regency Hotel here in Minneapolis on Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday, and I saw things that can't be unseen. Tom, I saw a lot of <laughs> things that can't be unseen. There was uh, lube wrestling. Um, naked Twister. Um, there were Ugh. were like sex <laughs> sex dungeons in orgy rooms, and <sighs> there was a girl that just had like two like tassels over her breasts, and there were it was naked people everywhere, and we got to broadcast and interview people that were like sex workers and had some very adventurous sexual stories that uh, will and make they were like. They were happy to talk to you. Oh yeah, I thought it would people would be more reserved and, mm-hmm. but no, people would just come in our room that we had set up and like, oh well, can I tell you guys about my group sex exper- experience that I had just five minutes ago? And yeah, there were a lot. A lot was shared that I thought never would get shared to go out on podcasts. I. Yeah, I guess the type of person that would be really into that stuff has yeah, to be exactly. just a you know. Yeah, overtly sexual, you know, person that loves to be seen and talk about everything. Yep, and they had um, there was a guy there from Bond Desk that was doing like flogging classes, 
and so we were like, oh, well, we should get him. Flogging? Yeah, like it's like uh, essentially it looked oh, yeah. like a mop, right. a mop head, except it was, I guess, not the cat of nine tails. Yeah, and <laughs> That's uh, what pirates used to use. And so he was like hitting the, his minion subject assistant lady, and so after they got done, we go up and we're like, hey, do you want to be on the show? And she goes, oh yeah, we can we can be on the show. And then she looks at me and she's like, if you want to come by later, I'll spank you. I was like, you know what? Um, oh, I'm, God. Here <laughs> I'm, we go. I'm good on so the spanking. When, when you're being when you're being flogged, do you, does, do they leave marks? Is it painful or is it more like uh, a no? It's more oh, like oh, a playful. I'm being flogged. Yeah, it wasn't ah. super hard, but I wasn't okay. going to sign up to to get flogged by any means. Were there any flat out just homely as hell people? <laughs> <laughs> Tom wants to get to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm. I mean, that's what I've. Were they playing uh, Twister naked? Oh yeah, <laughs> I've never. I've never been to one, but I've heard a lot of a, a lot of them are not the best looking people. <laughs> no, there weren't a lot of super super attractive people, and a lot of the outgoing ones were the more, I guess, unattractive ones, or not what I would be into. But <laughs> see, you know, they were, it was. Uh, I guess what you would think for Minneapolis swinger sex. Was there were people that came in from out of town <laughs> for it. So really? It was, yeah, it was a big deal. Did they drive in from Milwaukee? <laughs> That's a good so, exactly. <laughs> now, here's my question. They can't run around the halls naked, so was all the nakedness in the auditorium oh, no. or something? No, they were def- They bought out the whole hotel, so it was everybody that was there was for oh. swinger sex mm. fest. So it was as soon as you walked in the doors. I think you couldn't be naked on the first floor. But the yeah. <laughs> the rest yeah. of the floors it was Darn. naked everywhere. And on Easter I, weekend, yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah, I said. Easter weekend. That's probably why they yeah, had that it. Yeah, it is probably yeah. why. Blatant disregard. Yeah. Um, you know, years and years ago, like I don't even know how many years ago, we went uh, on a trip and met up with my friend's mother. Mm, do you remember that yes, experience? I do. Yeah. Found yeah. out after we had had dinner with them, and they wanted to hang out with us, and you know they were like really wanting to spend a lot of time with us. I'm like, this is weird. You're my friend's mom. That <laughs> was a long time ago, and uh, yeah. Later on, I find out that they both were swingers. Oh, they wanted and you guys to swing. Her, her daughter, her daughter says, "Oh yeah, my mom's a swinger." I'm like, "What? What? You know this about your mom? <laughs> oh yeah, they've been into that for a while now. So this is nothing new." Oh no, no, not yeah. at all. No. No, they yeah, there was a group. by the way. Oop, go, no, ahead. go ahead. Okay, sorry. There was I was saying then there was a group that yeah, they tried to get to convince us to be swingers. They were like, Oh, Tevin, have you ever thought of uh joining the lifestyle? I'm like, mm, you know, I'm 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 good. He's like like really did a hard sell after I said like uh, no I'm not into he's like, Well, you never know what you're gonna like and I was like, you know, uh, no, no, no. I, I don't think that I wanna that's... watch my wife have sex with somebody else. That's what the Mormons say too. It's the same, <laughs> same shtick. What? You never know until you try it. Yeah, I, guess, yeah, I suppose that's true. I am. Mean, I just. I. I it's a, how do you meet one of? First of all, I suppose. I suppose now it's much easier oh. with communications uh, being I'm sh- what it is. Yeah, I'm sure there's an app for that and Facebook pages. Oh and yeah, there's all kinds of things. Yeah. Can I ask, did it smell? At the doctor's office. Like, was there the a same magazine? <laughs> there, so what are you here for? Gonorrhea. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, well, there you go. Because like, think about you it, need you, to know. If you booked that hotel for a wedding or whatever event after that and there was a stench from oh, all yeah. the nudes. There like, wasn't, oh. uh, I didn't uh, notice any like musty uh, smell or anything. Uh, 
I only I only poked. They had to take a shower once. first. <laughs> <laughs> there was an orgy room. Yeah, there was an <laughs> there was an there was an orgy room and a VIP orgy room. And the, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> there was literally a bowl like bowls full of condoms outside every door oh. and well, like spray bottles, that, spray God. bottles of water. <laughs> that, I don't know, you do the wash down toys oh, and hell, whatever else, I guess. And, oh, yeah, they, uh, God. yeah, the orgy room, I poked my head in there once, and there was probably like six to eight beds, and there was like 12 people in there just having sex. And I was oh. like, you know, I'm going to turn around and, and go back to the podcast room where it's safe. Boy, look at the time. I don't even like attractive people being nude, to tell you the truth, so I'm out. <laughs> I just, no. No, yuck. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. All of that stuff. Well, there's a judge that just got arrested, might do 15 years in prison because he was breaking into his next door neighbor's house and she was a much younger woman than the judge and he was stealing her dirty underwear. Oh, that's a weird fetish. That is weird. Oh, it sure is. Yeah. So they're just, I don't know. The, People are into what people... See, I don't even want to touch my own dirty underwear, much less somebody else's. Exactly. I don't get it. I agree. I don't want... Get that in the washing machine, ASAP. Yeah, I don't want to touch dirty underwear, mine, yours, or anyone else's. But he would steal them, and I don't know, put them over his head or something. I don't know what the hell he was doing with them. But he might get 15 years in federal prison for that because he's a judge. I mean, that is weird, and it is breaking and entering... But 15 years? It's because he's a judge. They're held to much higher... They're not either. They do get away with stuff constantly. They're technically held to much higher standards. Uh, Technically. Yes, it's true. But then, of course, let's see, he... The woman was an intern for him. Uh, She's 23, Uh, and he... I don't know. By looking at him, I'd say forty-ish, maybe forty-five. I got to go People throw up. Stab each other in the streets, and they get two out two years. That's true. Yeah, yeah I don't that's know. True. Personally, so, he, so he's probably about forty-five, and she's twenty-three, and he, he, they're friends of the family. She works for him. Yeah, that's extra creepy. Well, she once worked as an intern for him. Well, when he was a town attorney, so he must not have been a judge for very long then, because she's only twenty-three. It's you know. That has to be a max of five years ago. Is this from yeah. New York, did you say? Yes. Yeah. Well, of course it's from. It's either from New York or California. Could be Florida. You never know. Yeah, that's true. A lot of stuff. No, all Florida ones are Florida man poops his pants. <laughs> yeah, something drug related. <laughs> yeah, right. Something drug related. Yeah, that happens all the time. By the way, I just checked for you, Melina. The Dow's down 552 points. Ooh, that's it? But it was just up yeah. like 400 yeah, That points. seems to be the new thing is for it to go up 500 yeah, and then down 500 yeah, every other day. fluctuations for some strange Which, reason. I mean, hey, if you have the money to invest, then, you know. Right now. Yeah, buy. Day trade. If it's going to fluctuate like this, just keep on buying low and selling high, and there you go, free money. I guess. There you go. Bob's your uncle. I guess that's exactly what it is. You just uh, keep moving forward. I don't understand any of it, and... Whatever. So, Tevin, is, is this, you know, I mean, did this creep you out, make you more accepting? Well, apparently we're going back to that. <laughs> well, no, I just, I mean, that's got to be like, a, that has to be like something that's, you know, you're going to be like, uh, what just happened watching yeah. all of this? I mean, I mean I, these are people's lives. This is what they do all the time for recreation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I all mean, the time. I, I tried to go into it with an open mind and be like, not judge people. And it was, it was, 
interesting to see everybody's comfortable, like the level of comfortability that they had with what was going on. And like, I felt like it was going to be weird to be like walking around, not a part of it and watching. But there was a lot of people that are into like the voyeur thing and have people watch. Like there was a room where this lady was uh, using a toy that was motorized uh, and like high powered yeah. and she got done and there was <laughs> like it scared me when they started it up it sounded like a motorcycle almost and i was like there's no way Jeez. that she should be on this and she was and after she got done like this room full of people just gave her a round of applause and it was like the level of like comfort that everybody was and it was i don't know it was a weird i don't know like energy that was there like it was cool to be a part of it but it wasn't like it didn't weird me out too much because everybody else was okay with what was going on. Remember Richard Pryor's great joke about that? Hmm. He said, man, I just don't understand these women with their sex toys. I just, man, all that stuff they use and all that. You ever heard one of those? Y'all ever heard one of those? He said, honestly, guys, this is exactly what it sounds like when she turns it on and then when she uses it. It goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like, too. Is it really? Yeah, pretty he said much. he knew. Yeah, that's uh, oh, that's a very God. good uh, good interpretation of what it is. Well, I guess, well done, honey. I guess his grandma was a madam and his mom was a hooker, so he would know. Right. Richard Pryor would know. That's the whole deal right there. But, yeah, I don't know. Hey, again, lawns are not hurting anybody else, exactly. and everybody's in there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, volu- volunteering, and they're not going after people who don't want to be involved. God bless them. Good for you. you make you happy. I'm glad for you. Right. I'm happy for you. Apparently, there's a lot of that going on in Minneapolis. Yeah. For some reason, the Midwest, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, I thought we were all supposed to be so. So the winters repressed. get cold and lonely, I guess. So. Yeah, I guess that's exactly what it is. So, so this was where at the Hyatt? Yeah, the Hyatt Regency downtown. And uh, note to self: don't stay there. <laughs> yeah, do they, they fumigate? To, do they want people to know that it was there? Uh, I, I would assume so. It was advertised. They, so, like they weren't was really hiding. Yeah. So, which one's the Hyatt Regency? Is that the one on Nicollet and Thirteenth there, across from where it used yeah. to be? Yeah, down by kind of that's by the where Manny's center. used to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's where Manny's used to be. Back in the old days, it, it, uh, Ocean Air was originally in there, and Manny's was originally in there, and now it's people with sex toys. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I wonder how you know when that when that uh, uh, hotel first opened, it was a very big deal. It was a big time deal. Have that that uh, hotel because it, what the Greenway Athletic Club was on the top oh, floor. At of one it. time, anything that opened up in Minneapolis was a big deal. No, and that's not even the well, that's true. And that's yeah. not even my first hotel weird sexual experience. When I worked at the House of Comedy, I was picking up well, and Big J Okerson was in town. He, oh, called, I like yeah. Big J. He, he called me up when he was staying at well it's torn down now, but it was the Ramada over in Bloomington. And he oh, yeah. he called me up one day and was like, Hey Tevin, uh, I just want you to know that I need to get out of this hotel as soon as possible. There are people dressed up in costumes walking around all over the place and i was like okay oh down. furries yep i was like okay calm down like yep. it can't be that bad but i'll come pick you up i'll see what we can do to get you a different hotel and i pull up to the hotel to pick him up and there were literally hundreds of people inside outside full out animal costumes everywhere and he gets in the he get, brought his bags out i didn't even tell him we could get him a new hotel he just assumed that yep i'm not staying here anymore so he brings all his bags out <laughs> and he goes he's like tevin He's like, I knew I had to get out of here. He said he opened up his door, 
in the middle of the night to like go whatever gets a snack or something and he's like in the hallway there was somebody dressed as a crow like pecking at the vending machine and he was like yeah this is it i can't i can't <laughs> oh do this anymore God's sake. <laughs> yep they dress up in animal costumes and pretend to be animals and naturally a lot of it is a sex thing yeah naturally yeah because everything is because everything is a sex thing well, you did see the new uh, big teen challenge now. Uh, apparently, it's made a comeback. I, I had never heard of it before, but apparently uh, people have done it before. It's called the Teen Condom Challenge. You guys know about this? Is this the nope. one where they suck it in through their mouth and take it out of their nose? No, or whatever? they put it in through their nose and then <laughs> oh. pull it out of their mouth. The opposite. No. Yes, they take a condom, obviously out of the wrapper, and they stretch it out, and they inhale it. Until they can reach into the back of their throat and pull it through their nose and out of their mouth. Is this before or after they eat a Tide Pod? Really? Can't be good. Wrong. Yeah, that, it sounds. Well, I, I mean, know. for one, if you do it wrong, you're going to choke and die. Exactly. But for two, even if you do it right, that has to be damaging to your sinuses. And, I would think. So. And who does that impress? Them right up. And who does that impress? Other teenagers. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. Do I, 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 don't mean a thing. All you gotta do is swing. That was Tevin Pittman living out his wildest fantasies live on the air. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the vault, all the way back to episode 234, with actor Doug Jones, actor and contortionist Doug Jones, next on The Best Of... So, Doug... Hello. How are you, Doug? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well. I just told a story that I got a, a tweet. You're not like an ultra-religious guy or anything, are you? Nothing offends you, does it? You're an actor. Nothing should offend you. <laughs> He's an alien. Um, I, 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 I would say I am a religious person, but I don't get offended. I can't be. I'm in showbiz, like you said. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. I, I just got a tweet today from a guy who said he saw a misanthrope's obituary that read, <laughs> In lieu of flowers, go fuck yourself. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you'd like that. Well, that's... Wow, wow. That's wow. Not many people showed up to that funeral, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably. You know, I... I don't want to get off, you know, off track right we away. Started off track. We well, that's true. <laughs> Doug Jones, our special guest. We pride ourselves in off track. Yeah. yeah. Doug Jones, our special guest. Falling skies. You know, it's got a great following. The show's got a great following, but it has this huge cult following as well. People get fired up when you bring up falling skies. Do they now? That's nice to hear. Well, they do, absolutely. Catherine. Uh-huh. Yes, there's lots of after shows. You've watched some of those, haven't you? Well, the after well, I did uh, I did four of them throughout the season. So uh, uh, I think two of my after shows have already been on. Two more to come. This one, this coming Sunday night's one of them too. Okay. Oh, this this Sunday is okay. Yeah, this Sunday because um, I I've been missing for two episodes after the plane crash. No, I have to ask you a question because yeah. on the show you're Cochise, but what's the? I can't say the other name. Oh, my real name? Yes, your real name. Ah, well, let me say it for you then, shall I? That'd be wonderful. <laughs> my my name in my Volm language is. 
Chichok Ilsich Nitschatikol. Thank you. Me forever to, to figure it out and remember it. It's the volcano in Iceland, isn't it? Yes. That's what it's called. <laughs> Same, yeah. Oh, that was Avid Lavitz. And you, yeah. by the That's way, have to... an alien from outer space. I don't know. Would you say just one more time, because I love it. Chichok Ilsich Nitschatikol. It sounds like you're going backwards on a... There's a satanic message in there somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, I know. It's, uh, it, now, uh, I understand just last month, I think, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, the show's been picked up for a fourth season. Yes, we just found out that I, last Thursday they announced it. Oh, last Thursday, okay. Very excited to, to, to hear that because my character has a very good chance of coming back. Well, that is a, that's great news for you because there are these things called residuals that just work so well. Oh, sure. <laughs> Employment in general is, is, is a good thing. Sure. Well, well you, you've always been employed. I'm, I must say, by the way, I really enjoy you in commercials. You do amazing things. Oh, well, you're very kind. How, what, what the commercials, really? What, what have you seen? Well, <laughs> over the years, I've seen you fold yourself up like a napkin. Yes. How do you do? No, seriously, how did you find out you could do that? Right, because you don't you don't wake up one day and say, I, "Gosh, I wonder if I can bend up and, or stuff myself into a suitcase." You don't ask those questions. Um, but I, when I was when I was a youngster, like in my early teens, I, I was the youngest of four boys. I had four, four, three older brothers, and uh, you know, to say I got picked on would would be uh, incorrect. I was I was psychologically tortured, and that's different. Uh, so one of those things would be like the, that I could never do anything or look right. Um, so one, um, if I was sitting watching television in the family room, I might be sitting in a weird position, right? And my brothers would be like, what, what is that? You're, looking, you're freaking me out. Stop it. Gee, sit like a normal person. You're making me sick. <laughs> what, what are you talking? And to me, it was just like totally comfortable. I have no idea, but my knees were by my ears probably. And... So I thought, well, if that looks weird, well, well, well look at this. Wah! You know, these lead <laughs> behind your head, and they're like, ah, I can't eat my cereal. Stop. So, Did you ever do it naked? Uh, well, you see, now that's the next question. Leave <laughs> <laughs> it to the, to, the, to the amoral guy to ask that question. Uh, shabby. Yeah, no, because I could, you can imagine when people when you say you're contortionist, people, guys all the time say, well, can you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so for me to answer that question with a yes or a no, I tried, and I'm not going to do that. So, so you can just say, I've never tried. I wouldn't know. Yes, I, yes, I wouldn't know is the answer to that. Uh, on the webinet of some who can. Uh, that's all. I'll go, go search that. There was actually a, a very famous field goal kicker that could do that, apparently. Yeah. Really? An NFL field goal. about it? Yes, he talked about it. Well, actually, he had to talk about it because it, when he was in training camp for his NFL team, his roommate walked in on him doing it. No, really? Oh, God. <laughs> no. Oh, bad moments in my life. I, or, or can you imagine being like having a heart attack and being found dead like that? I want to be remembered. No, no, I can understand. That. No. If don't. I could have done that, though, I would have never gotten married. Yeah, well. <laughs> Say that, or, or would you ever leave the house? Now you know. You never leave. The, oh, by the Don way, I should point Shelby. out to Don Deep Shelby. Waters. You know that Doug is an Indiana boy. What part are you from, Doug? I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah, I grew up in Muncie. Uh, well, I went to Ball State University. Well, you went to Muncie. See, that's yeah. what I was going to bring. Were up you next. there when Letterman was there? Uh, no, he, oh, he, oh, uh, he's, he was there. <laughs> he's an old man before me, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. Sigma Chi. 
Was he? Yeah. I, I was I was nothing, Kai. I was yeah. Uh, yeah. I lived in the dorm. You were an independent, years, like a nerd boy would. Yeah. yeah. Honest to God, so Ball State University, very famous university for but not being a very big university. Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, and uh, you know, while I was there too, I made something else famous. I made Charlie Cardinal famous. That's right. The How'd you do guy. that? Yes, I was him. You were yes. At all the football games and stuff, uh, I, I was I was the basketball Charlie Cardinal. The basketball. Yes, yes, I helped I helped lead us into the uh, win the MAC conference, the MAC conference. That's that when Bonzi played. I'm sorry. Was Bonzi on the team when you were the Cardinal? That doesn't sound familiar. I, I graduated in '82, so it's been a long, long oh, okay. time ago. All right. But you know, thinking about it, if you could do all the you could contort yourself, you could have been a great athlete. Well, I was I, I was a distance runner. You know, long, skinny, wiry people are built for distance, you know. That's true. Uh, and so uh, I did that. Um, the last time I ran anything competitive was at Ball State. I did a, a little mini marathon sponsored by Sigma Chi, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, that was the end of that. Now, Doug, I have to ask you: How many years uh, have you been acting? I've been an actor professionally now for 27 years. And in that 27 years, how many hours have you spent in a makeup yeah, chair? Wouldn't that be a great tally? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, well, you know, just just if you look at Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, alone, right. that was the longest film show I've ever been on. That was six months in Budapest, and I was on, <clears throat> let's see, six days a week. And about 18 hours a day. And, you know, when you're looking at a, at a five-hour makeup application every day for six days a week for six months, uh, and then two hours of makeup removal at the end of the day to clean me up, we're just, that's, that's a ridiculously long day. And uh, so that one movie alone would have been a nice vacation if I could gather that time and take it off, you know? Yes. You went through hell, boy. I've never heard that before. Andy? Oh, we've got Craig with a question about Hellboy. Doug, would you like uh, to take a, a caller? Of course. Doug Jones, this is who, who Andy? Craig. This is Craig. Craig. Craig, Doug, Doug, Craig. Hi, Craig. Doug, I'm one of your biggest fans. I just I think Hellboy 2 was like one of the most underrated movies. I thought it was an awesome movie. Well, very kind. I like your storyline. Thank you. Um, like this weekend, I'm gonna go see the uh, Pacific Rim, yeah. your buddy. And uh, there seems to be a lot of talk about a Hellboy three. And I'm just wondering because I, I would, you would do the series injustice if you never if you never finished the story. So, are you? Is there any talk about a Hellboy three? Well, if there is, it's not it's not with me. Uh, not, cause I, I don't want that kind of talk. I, I'm, I I come into the picture later when they've decided they're going to do it, uh, and that call has not happened yet. Um, I was just I just actually I just guest starred on an episode of uh, Sons of Anarchy like a couple of weeks ago. It hasn't aired yet, of course. Oh God! Um, and seeing Ron Perlman, um, I, I did a scene with him basically, and uh, so I was able to ask him. What do you tell people when they ask about Hellboy 3? Because I get this question all the time, and I have no idea what to t- say. And he said, well, uh, uh, he said, uh, we, we, let's tell them what Guillermo says. And that is, we would love to. All of us creatively would love to make it. All the actors involved, Guillermo del Toro, is our director, everybody wants to do a Hellboy 3. The problem is, um, where is that $200 million going to come from to make the movie? <laughs> well, yeah. 
And the thing is, uh, universe, you know, we studio hopped. Uh, Hell, Hellboy 1 was at Sony Pictures. Hellboy 2 was at Universal Pictures, uh, neither of which want to make a Hellboy 3. I guess, I guess both movies made enough to warrant another one, but not enough to demand another one. Oh, okay. And, and studios now are getting skittish about, about you know, taking chances. So um, I'm not sure that this would be a chance, but, uh, but with the budget that he needs to make it, the story he wants to make it, to end it with a big bang... Um, it would not the kind of bang you're thinking, you perv. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. to, to end it correctly, uh, he needs a bigger budget this time, and um, and and that no one's willing to cough that budget up. So it, it, that's that's uh, that's a bit more than a Kickstarter campaign would produce, I think. Craig, any other questions? I just have one more. I just have one more question. Okay. Um. Okay, this is from actually from Mike from Prescott. He he wants to know, and I kind of also want to know. Why does the alien look different from the season finale oh. to the season three? Is it because it's not, is it CGI or is it you in, a, in, in makeup? Right. This is a very good question, Craig. Uh, um, uh, for those who don't know what he's talking about, at the end of season two, the cliffhanger of season two of Falling Skies, a bunch of ships land from outer space and off of one steps this new alien that no one's seen before. And, they, and he's more human-looking than anyone else, any of the other aliens on the show. He has a kind face, and cut to credits, and that's that's your cliffhanger for the end of the end of the season. Um, and then in season three, when it opens up, that's seven months later, and now um, that that same alien is side by side with Noah Wiley's character, fighting off the bad aliens. So we figure there's some good blood there. Well, what what happened was at the end of season two, um, I was I wasn't even thought of yet. They they created that character just to step off for that one shot. Uh, it was complete CG character, uh, and and it was all rendered by in a computer. And then when you come back for season three, now the, the show got picked up for another season. Now the call came out like, oh, who are we going to get to play this part? So that's when Doug Jones got a call. And uh, and then Todd Masters' uh, effects um, created a practical makeup for me to wear. And so the design did change slightly uh, because a real person's wearing it now. Um, so they, they, I think they came close, but but if you if you look at them side by side, you will see differences. Yeah, that's a great question, Craig. Now, Craig, there's a, a I have a challenge for you. Okay, Craig. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, I have a challenge for you. You ready? Uh oh. I sure. want I want you to say Cochise's real name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, dude, I can barely pronounce. Uh, Polish names and a lone alien name. So you're totally lost yeah. there. I'm going to lose on that bet. Craig, I tell you what, I love having callers like you because you're so enthusiastic and fired up. It's just fantastic of you to call in, man. I'm a big fan, Doug, and, and you know what? You should have won an Oscar for your portrayal as the uh, ice man, uh, ice cream man in Legion. I thought that was beautiful. Oh, well, that's very. I don't know if they give Oscars for sci-fi cameos. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. Big love. What what a great fan he is. He's a fanboy. Doug, I know the highlight of your career. Yeah. Must have been Nick Swartzen's pretend time. (laughs) (laughs) He was on Nick Swartzen. I see that that in his Are you calling Nick Swartzen's pretend time a highlight of my career? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we we jest. We have to be honest. I love Nick Swartzen. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, that he's... that show uh, on Comedy Central was extremely irreverent. You want to talk about <laughs> a Christian in in, a, in the wrong setting? Yeah, well, that's true. 
Yes, I'll tell you what. Rather shocking. <laughs> I, I, I had the pleasure of playing a gay robot on that show. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that. <laughs> One of his creations. Uh, Nick, Nick is an old family friend. We've known Nick for years and years. As a matter of fact, Nick Swartzen was the very first uh, guest on this show. So was he? He was indeed. He just, wow. uh, he's something else. Yeah, no, he is, he is ragingly funny and a fantastic writer. Well, we actually met on the Benchwarmers. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. The movie he did, uh, and he, uh, it, the, the, my, uh, my robot character number seven, was his um, creation in that. So uh, that's that's why he came back for me to play gay robot. Do you? Uh, you must because you're a very recognizable guy. Um, you must have lots of guys like Craig who are just fired up to they want to talk to you and engage you on the street. I would assume. Well, that's. Uh, it's funny um in in like in middletown america somewhere at a starbucks you're not going to see me getting mobbed but next weekend um july 18th to 21st down in san diego at international comic con (laughs) i am a rock star (laughs) (laughs) oh comic con absolutely yeah that's the crowd of people that actually take the time to you know watch the bonus features on the dvds and and hunt for uh, for my interviews and, and look at IMDb and figure out who's doing what and what they look like. And so I, I do get, I do get, uh, a lot of attention at Comic-Con and, I, and it, it, it strokes my ego something ferocious. And the, and by the way, these are the people that bought my house for me. So I yes, appreciate sure. them more than I can say. See, isn't that wonderful that you do that? That's because you got that great, uh, education at Bishop Chatard high school. That's exactly why. <laughs> it is why, isn't it? It's a good Catholic school. Oh, and, Catholic I, and I was, I was brung up right. <laughs> do you get back to Indianapolis a lot? You still, your family's still all there? Um, I do. Uh, my um, my brother uh, Richie still lives there, and um, and my my mother was living there, uh, and just until a few months ago, she passed away recently oh, at age eighty four after a long, very productive, and full, lovely life. That's wonderful. So we, uh, I was just back in Indy um, for her memorial service in the beginning of June. So uh, it was great. You know, it's great when an 84-year-old woman can gather 200 people at her uh, uh, funeral. That is. That, that means that there was a ripple effect in her life that went somewhere. So I, I, I was very proud to be a Jones that day. I could see that. And by the way, I must mention that uh, she probably appreciates that, you, you saying that right now, because it, you show great reverence in your voice when you talk about your mother. Well, thank you. That's a great thing. I mean, it's a great gift, and not a lot of, I, you know, a lot of people, I guess, do have it, but not enough people have that reverence and that relation. Young boys and their mothers, a very, very important relationship. It is. It is indeed. It is indeed. And it wasn't I, lost on me, that's for sure. No, I could tell. Absolutely. Um, I love the name of your website, the DougJonesExperience.com. I love the name of that website. It, well, it's a long one, VDougJonesExperience.com. <laughs> right. I, I guess DougJones.com was taken long before uh, we ever looked for one. Um, and it was uh, my, my lovely uh, webmaster, Helen. Uh, she started, uh, she got a, we met on a, on a, on a chat forum o- over the first Hellboy movie. At, it was a Sony Pictures uh, uh, chat room or something. And, um, I, I logged in there with the screen name because I got excited to, I'm Abe Sapien. Anybody want to talk to me? And I got flooded. So I, it was great. This is back before I knew, before I had been on the Internet. for. I, I didn't know what the Internet was back then in 2004. Um, so uh, so she she became one of those contributors to that, to that, uh, that message board that ended up being very vocal and very uh, hilarious and charming and witty and funny. And so I, uh, 
uh, we, she sent me an email one day saying, would you want me to start a website for you? And I, I was like, oh, I've never had one of those newfangled websites. Yes. That's what the kids are using, right? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. And is it so free? So she started this uh, this website, and she came up with the name of thedougjonesexperience.com, which I, I think is rather... I mean, you guys are having one of those right now. Yes, we are. Isn't, and aren't, isn't this exciting? <laughs> well, it is for us. I will tell you that. It was, it was very exciting for, for uh, Craig as well. Oh, Craig is precious. He's precious. <laughs> I, you know what? And the fact that you appreciate it, I'm sure it means a great deal to him. I... I, I I love hearing that when a guy is, you know, Craig calls, he was very nervous at first. You could tell he was nervous to talk to you because he, you're like Doug God Jones to him. He was excited. Oh. He was very, very excited about it. And you treated him very, very well, and I think he'll never forget that, Doug. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I do the uh, the convention circuit a lot now, not not only the big the big mama honking one in San Diego, but there are small conventions all over the all over the country. In fact, I was even at one in, in Minneapolis. Are you guys in Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. I was in a, did a, one, a a little horror convention called Crypticon in Minnesota. Oh yeah, Minneapolis a couple, a couple years ago. Um, and you know, when I go to these little conventions uh, all over the country, all over the world, really, uh, when a line forms at my table, it just baffles me that that there are people who have taken the time to come to that convention to stand in line and wait to meet me and have me sign something and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's that's devotion beyond what I know, <laughs> so or what I even understand. So I, I want to pet these people. I want to hug them. I want to like <laughs> say "Juju Buju Buju Boo." Well, so I, I make an I make an ass of myself in public. I really do. Whenever we have a guest on, well, not whenever, but uh, somebody interesting. When someone interesting is on, like yourself, <laughs> I like I like to Google their name, oh. just put their name in, and starting from the there are uh, eight postings for uh, for the name Doug Jones. Number uh, eight would be Doug Jones Attorney. Yes. Number seven, Doug Jones Cleveland Indians. Sure. Doug Jones Boxer. Yes. Doug Jones Accurail. I don't know what that means. That's a new one. I don't know what Doug Jones' Accurail is. Doug Jones' Home Improvement. Yeah, sure. Okay. Doug Jones' TCC, Hmm. which is a teacher, apparently. Okay. The number one thing that comes up is Doug Jones' Actor. Oh, I'll take it. It's a common name, and if I'm at the top, I'll take that. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, that's a pretty amazing name like Doug Jones, that you would be the first uh, subject that came up. Yeah, yeah well, there's, there's some DUI. kind of a motivational speaker, like a pastor guy too. Uh, I, I, when I look at when I search my name on Twitter, and we all do it. Come on, let's admit it. Um, <laughs> yes, right. Uh, 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 I, I get lots of like Doug Jones's sermon today was inspiring and amazing. So I, like I usually, I always want to say thank you, you know, but it wasn't me. Okay, now we uh, just for because you brought that up. Uh, what is your what's your Twitter handle? Oh, I love the Twitter. Uh, the handle is at actor Doug Jones. All run together, no punctuation. Actor okay. Doug Jones. At actor Doug Jones. Right. Okay, I have to bring that up because I, I, I love that kind of stuff because you, you you learn so much about people. You do, don't you? Well, there's no question about it. I have I, right now. I'm hitting find friends, so we have to assume just just for now, Doug, that you and I are friends. No, oh, we're gonna we're gonna let's assume. Okay, so I have to go at actor. <laughs> Doug. This is great radio. He types like a. What I'm doing is I'm trying to drive people to your Twitter. I was already following. Which I was, I'll take. Uh, you know, you know, you know. While we're having, while we have this 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 lull happening, may I, I ask a question of you guys? 
Um, I, I noticed, like uh, in, in the, the uh, information my uh, publicist Jess sent me, that there was a, a producer on your show named Catherine Brandt. That's, that's my wife. Yeah. That's, that's your me. wife. Okay, uh, she wouldn't be a Kathy Brandt that went to high uh, that went to Ball State, would she? No, I did okay. not. Different one. Okay, from Logansport, Indiana. No, nothing. Oh, sorry to say. Uh, <clears throat> I, I did find something out by going to actor Doug Jones. Yeah, seeing your picture, uh, I follow you. I already followed you. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. Uh, but you don't follow me, so I'm definitely hurt. Fix it, Doug. Fix it. No, here is what I here is what I like to do, and the, the reason I did it in the first place is I liked it. You, you followed 992 people. Mm. Okay. Did you know that? Yeah. Y- yes. Uh, and uh, well. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because, um, you know, when Twitter started, I didn't understand how it worked. I thought it was like Facebook where you're supposed to, like, click the follow button, like you befriend each other, like you both yeah. have to click. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that that, uh, that it was – and so I ended up uh, um, having following a bunch of people that uh, that I just don't know and or know anything about. Well, one of his name is Tristan Barnard, the actor. Oh, a recent one, Yes. Yeah, you, you, most of my recent follows are people that I've worked with or met in person. Yes, that's usually the, the requirement that either we're, we've, we've met, we have a relationship in person of some sort, or we've worked together or something. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah, we just found each other on the Twitter like last when we worked on Sons of Anarchy together. Yeah, I do love the fact that you call it the Twitter. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that, that just proves that I'm over fifty now. You know. <laughs> that's what it does. I also call it the Facebook. The Facebook, yes, and you did call it, I believe, the website. Uh, the Webernet. The Webernet. Yes. What? Is, who was that again? The, the the interweb. Oh, that was George. Interwebs, right? That would that would be from uh, George from, Bush. Uh, George he said, he no, said the internets. Know. Yes, he did. The internets. I hear there's rumors on the uh, internet. Internets. Let's do about the internet. And if, if anybody's interested, following Sky's TNT is the Twitter handle for the show. Everybody's the Twitter handle for the show, yes, Falling Skies TNT. Um, do people understand how tough TV work really is? I mean, again, to be on television, be an actor, and be paid for what you do is a is a great blessing and all that. I certainly understand that. But I don't know that people understand how tough it is. How, uh, that's very hard work. Well, uh, you know, here's the big difference I noticed with uh, television versus feature films is that the schedule moves along much faster. And... Um, you really have to hit your marks and know your lines uh, uh, without a whole lot of luxury of, of, of take 34, you know? Right. Um, and the, the, the other obstacle uh, is that uh, what I noticed is now my character, Cochise, or I'm sorry, Tichok Ilsichnitz Tatikol. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he, um, they, they wrote me very wordy and very intelligent. So my dialogue is plentiful and difficult. So. What happens in television, more than feature films, is rewrites. It's a writer's medium, and the rewrites come furiously and quickly and, and day after day. So you've, you know, when, when I'm getting close to knowing that I have a scene shooting on Thursday and I've got to start memorizing, memorizing my dialogue, is this the latest script? And, I'll, start, and I'll, I'll have the scene memorized, and then the next day a rewrite comes out that changes everything. Everything, yeah. And all that I, all that brain space I devoted to this, so I have to like just wipe it out and start over again. That's that is the part that, that I wasn't prepared for. Now, Doug, have you spent uh, much time with Steven Spielberg? Does he show up on the set? I, um, I actually, I met Steven Spielberg briefly. He'll never remember this. Uh, back on Hook, his movie uh, Hook with Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman back in 1991. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I was one of many pirates in Pirate Town. Uh, they hired me uh, as a background guy because I could put my legs behind my head, like we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't a private party thing. It was like that's good. That's good. Yeah, uh, uh, it was like they wanted me to do a little sight gag. I ended up being on the movie for three months. So Stephen, you know, would walk past and say hi. That that's as much as we ever ever met. Now that I'm on a show that he's executive producer of as a series regular, I've never met him again. Really? Yeah. No, he. He, uh, he didn't come up to Vancouver uh, when we were filming this past season that I even knew of. Um, but uh, but he's very involved with the show. He looks at all the dailies. He's on all the writer meetings. Uh, you know, so he's he's in L.A. while we're in Vancouver. But he's very involved and very hands on. The reason I ask you that is, uh, do you know the actor Lou Mastillo? He's on Mike and Molly. Oh sure. Yeah, Lou. <laughs> Lou tells a story. Lou's a, a friend as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells a story about. I can't remember what movie he was in. He was in uh, the Steven Spielberg movie, but his father, Lou Mastillo Senior, wanted to come in and just watch him shoot for a day. So they looked for a place for him to sit, and the only place for him to sit was right next to Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. So they were talking throughout the day, and, they, and, and you know, Mr. Mastillo Senior just assumed that that would be the end of it, and all blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Well, about a week later, he's back in Buffalo, New York, where the Mastillos are from, and the phone rings. And he yeah. answers, he goes, hello, and he goes, this guy goes, Lou, it's Steve. <laughs> and I don't know what he wanted or whatever, but he wanted to ask him a question. But he, he didn't say, um, Mr. Mostello, it's, uh, it's Steven Spielberg. He goes, hey, Lou, it's Steve. Right, and that could be any Steve that you've met in the last four years. You don't know. Yeah, you would think. Right. Turns out to be Steven Spielberg. That's you know, hilarious. Isn't that, but, but it kind of shows what kind of guy Steven Spielberg is. Yes. Ah, you know, he just picks up the phone, calls a guy, and just, <laughs> it's not, this is Steven Spielberg. He says, hey, it's Steve. And I, you know, I understand there's a special uh, mustard you can get in Buffalo. Can you send me out a case? <laughs> you know, whatever. You ever notice that, by the way, Indianapolis must have a food like that. Like like in Cleveland, oh, we have the best mustard in the world. In, you know, Buffalo has the beef and whack. And it, it, every town's got something like that. And it, it's like the best stuff in the world, according to them. And they can't live it. If they move... Like, is there something you bring with you from Indianapolis that you just can't live without a, a certain food? Ooh, hmm. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't know. What, I don't, honestly, I don't know what Indy's known for as far as food. I, I, I'll tell you, okay, a tuna casserole made by somebody's mother. That. Well, see, there you go. And I do love a good tuna casserole. If you, if you have crunchless potato chips on top, come on. You are a Catholic, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Midwestern. Yeah, you're a Midwestern Catholic. I know. That's okay. I, would, I tell you, what a great, great surprise. To, you know, a guy in your position, you come on, we have fun, we laugh, Craig calls in, has a great time. We didn't cry yet. Yes, we didn't cry yet, Doug. It's your fault. Oh, are we supposed to cry? <laughs> we laugh, we cried. We'd have the whole game. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Wait, hey, wait, I, I, we had a sentimental moment talking about my mother. Now, come on. We did oh, indeed. that's true. Okay. We did indeed. Thank okay. you Wonderful. for reminding me. Falling Skies on TNT, 9 Central Time. That could be very important. And by the way, being from Indianapolis, you understand this, but some people on the East Coast, I swear to God, I have them on an actor from a TV show or a movie or whatever. Uh, no, it has to be a TV show, obviously, because they say, okay, it's uh, on TNT, 9 Central Time, 9 o'clock. They go, uh, no, it's not. It's on a 10. No, I was talking about Central. I was on 9 Central Time. No, it's not. It's on at 10 o'clock. They don't even know you exist there. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> no, that's why I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very conscious about the time zones when I'm, when I'm sending the tweets out. Like, tonight, watch 
and I'll, yeah, I, I, I always make sure to know. To, I, I usually say East and West Coast times, and let the, and let the you middle people figure it out. <laughs> well, you know, speaking well, like of that, we always have. To. Since you love smart. the Twitter, if you wouldn't mind tweeting about the fact that you appeared on TomBernardPodcast.com, dot com, we would because I follow you anyway. Like oh, I that's said, very kind of you. Well, Tom, TomBernardPodcast.com. That's correct. And then all your fans, even though we were on live for, for the hour, it will be... Uh, we can send you the link, It will be uploaded by about 7 o'clock Central Time tonight, and people, uh, your fans can then, your, your Twitter followers and fans can then listen to you on this show uh, whenever they wish. There you go. There you, you go. You're a tremendous, tremendous guest. We appreciate your time, sir. No, well, the pleasure has been all mine. You guys are absolutely delightful to talk with. Thank you for even finding me worthy of being a guest. Oh, Listen to this. Oh, what? Man. I'm so, what? I don't know. <laughs> so humble. I don't know. Now you've gone too far. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank, Doug, thank you very much. I look forward to the next time you're on, you're on the show because uh, Season 4 announced last Thursday, as Doug said, Season 4 coming for Falling Skies and... Uh, Say hello to Cochise, and I'm still not going to try the other. Yes, and, and you'll get to say hello to Cochise again when I make my big return to the show this coming Sunday night at 10 p.m. most time zones, 9 p.m. Central. Yes. Thank you, Doug. On TNT, yes. On TNT, yes. There. Dynamite. What a good guy. Yeah, really He's nice guy. Really, really nice fella. Clips did not see their shadow, so ideally there will be no more winter, but at least six more weeks of the best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Louis Anderson, Tevin Pittman, and Doug Jones. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. <laughs>